Hello, welcome to the final episode of the season for the Lit is Lit podcast. And this is going to be a live checking of the final quirk activity of the grade 10. So their final project was uh, uh, Stop the Sinister Six and Protect Peter Parker quirk activity in which in six steps they have to attempt to rescue Peter Parker from one of the sinister six members. And I am live checking it now, meaning I have my plans in front of me and I also have the plans of the of the students. So you might hear a little bit of clicking. Um, so I'll basically go through my plan first and then I'll go through the plans of the students and we'll also go through their gonfler writing and i will also rank it from one to five stars so we're gonna start with electro so electro was the first was the first sinister six member who will um kind of attempt <clears throat> to take peter parker's life before he can become spider-man and we have brandon alexa and jovi against against this sinister six member now my plan for electro was um um, also in six steps. So the first step was to electrocute the train to make it a cage of electricity. Doors are shut, walls charged, no going in and out. So um, Peter Parker and his friends are all in the train. And so my first step would be to really electrocute the full train so that the doors are sealed and there's no going in and out. The walls are charged as well. My second step is to zoom forward. And then step three will be to torture Peter with my electricity. Doors still closed. Step four would be to open the doors. Step five, blast Peter onto the incoming train. And then step six is um, Peter Parker is dead. And that's going to be a trend for all of the Sinister Six members. The final step is always um, Peter Parker is dead. So we're going to start with Brandon. Let's go through his plan um and before we before we do that i do want to see whether he guessed it right um because there were six quotes that they had to choose from and they had to pick which um one applied to electro the most and the answer for this would be the thomas edison quote um i have not failed i've just found ten thousand ways that won't work thomas edison um that is the electro quote since we all know that thomas edison um was credited with inventing the electric light bulb um, and so let's see if Brandon got that right did he yes he did he got it right he got the correct quote he did gone for writing for the correct quote Um, I will <clears throat> just read through it I will just cut out the silence um, when I am editing Okay, it's actually it's a very well written paragraph. It does <clears throat> expand the quote very successfully. Um, I am going to give this, I think, four stars. So um, I will give Brandon four stars for his gonfler writing. It could have used more of Malcolm Gladwell's tips, I think. Um, it does, I think, transform its reader. I think. Um, Whoever reads this will feel like a better human being afterwards. Um, I think it could have used a little bit more candy. Um, it could have used another quote or it could have used a real life story just to make it more interesting. So, um, but aside from that, um, you understood the quote very well and you expanded it very um, well also. So let's go through the plan of 
Brandon. Step one, gather as much insulators in the area of the subway, toss them in the air and myself, making me and the objects fly and proceed to go inside the train. So Brandon gathers insulators first. Um, so um, this happens, guys. Um, I You always go first. So your step one goes before my step one. And so, Brandon gathering the insulators before I can electrocute the train, I would make that step work. Rab Parker and his friends with the insulators, while the insulators are still moving around them, I make it carry them and bring them outside. Okay, so yes, Electra will try to chase them by flying, but I manipulate his trajectory and bring him outside the subway. That's a very good point because in step two, I zoom forward and that is in the air. And so I would be under Brandon's control. So I would say his step two is successful. Electro will try to chase them by flying, but I manipulate his trajectory and bring him outside the subway. I make Electro go high in the sky and make him spin as fast as the speed of sound. This will knock him out. I gather moving rubble, materials, and other objects that don't conduct electricity. I wrap him around with the materials I have gathered and put him in a plastic recycling bin, then hand him over to the police. I would say this is a very good plan. Um, I think it completely defeats my own, um, especially since your first step was really to really gather the insulators and to um, protect the train. And then you wrap Parker and his friends with the insulators before I can torture him or blast him onto the other incoming train. So, um, I think it's a perfectly successful plan. And um, Brandon actually also fulfills the secret mission, guys, which is to save the friends of Peter Parker as well. So, he included them in the plan. And so, he will, he did get the plus ultra um, mission um, in that he defeats Electro, um, but he also does protect the friends of Peter Parker. So we have a four-star gunfler writing. We do have a successful plan, and he accomplished both the plus ultra mission and the and the secret mission. And let us look at his Bukowski line. The acceptance of victory is as fast as electricity, but acceptance of defeat is as slow as a turtle. It seems like your turtle has no legs. Okay, it's a little corny, but it's pretty good. Um, so very good job, Brandon. I would say that was a very successful mission. So let's go on to Alexa. So let us look at which quote Alexa chose. Yes, yeah, she also picked the correct quote, the Thomas Edison quote. I will read through it. Okay, very, very good. I would give this, um, again, Alexa kind of started off with a poem. She has been doing this lately in her writing. Through the darkness, search for the light. Through the madness, learn how to fight. Do not be filled with frustration, but fill yourself with determination. I love that she's been doing this. And I do think it fulfills Gladwell's advice of candy, but also really adding to the weighty paragraph that she wrote. I am going to give this five stars. So I do rank it five stars. Very good job. Now let us look at her plan. Step one, teleport all of the students from the students from the train to the Stark industry where it is safe. Go inside the train, be mystique, and go out of the train as Doc Ock. Tell Electro that the plan was cancelled because some members of the Sinister Six were caught by the Avengers and that we need to hide underground. Once Electra and I are underground where no one is around, I would turn into Wonder Woman. Having the power of Wonder Woman, I would be able to absorb the electricity that Electra would use against me and would go plus ultra 
culture against Electro. Once Electro is unconscious, I would change back to being Doctor Strange, teleporting the students to the New York City Zoo. Once the students are secured and are back in their proper field trip schedule, I would transform to Scarlet Witch, and when I, trans- and when I transform myself into Scarlet Witch, I would teleport myself to where the other Sinister Six members are, beating all of them up plus Ultra. Okay, very good. So Alexa doesn't only bring down Electro, but she also brings down the rest of the Sinister Six. Um, that's very ambitious, no? and I will allow that for her, especially since she did get a five star. So very successful plan. I do recommend Lex. One thing that would have been nice was if you did... Um, include more videos of you with the filters that you're using so when you use for example the doctor strange filter i would love to see what that looks like um there there was one qa where you used um the scarlet witch filter and i really like that i think it's something you can do for all your future qas i do want to see the filters on you um so that i can at least imagine it a little bit better that would have been cool to add to your plan but i will come um, allow your plan no it is successful but yeah especially since the other plans guys i mean some people add background music they add videos they add sketches it would have been nice um the extra mile would have been for you to add videos of you using the filters and let us look at your let us look at your Bukowski line, come on, at least do your best next time, okay? Um, I it it doesn't really match Electro. It would be nice if you um I, it does connect to the Thomas Edison quote, I think, which is cool. Um, but I do prefer Brandon's um line a little bit more. Um, and so I I do like your um Gunfler writing more since it got you five stars, but I do think I like Brandon's plan. To take down Electro more, okay? Um, and again, Lex, um, you can learn from this. You no, know, add videos next time just to make your plans more um full of life and excitement for me. So let's look at Jovi. Did he pick the right one? Okay, no, okay. So Jovi chose the Harry Houdini quote, um, and that is not the quote that applies to to Electro. All right. Um, so we'll, but I, I'm still gonna read it and rate it. But um, he will have to lose some points for that. Um, especially since he picked the wrong quote. It does accomplish what Gonfler writing is supposed to do, but it does weaken the quote a lot. Um, I think that the quote is so beautiful, and so I expect the Gonfler writing for it to be beautiful as well. Um, it's a beautiful quote, no, the Harry Houdini, which I will we will read out loud when we reach the Sinister Six member who this applies to. So I do think, Jove, that um you did pick the wrong quote, and I am gonna have to give this at two stars, I think. I would rate it at two stars. Your Gunfler writing. Okay, and let's look at the... Um, let's look... Oh, you used the Tobey Maguire meme. Plus points for that. Alright, so let's go through Jovi's plan. Without using my powers, I'll have to open the sliding doors to get Peter and his friends, possibly Mr. Fox, to out of the train to avoid them from getting harmed. After the doors open, I would then tell them to go to the front of the train. Okay, so Jovi does get to them before I can electrocute the train, and so I will allow that. I like that you included the teacher also. That you're gonna try to save the teacher. That's nice. Um, 
um, the previous two students didn't um, mention that. So the worst thing that could happen is the moving trains would stop. This avoids passengers in the moving train to not get involved in the fight. I think this is the secret mission. No, the secret mission is just to save Peter's friends. But yeah, pretty much the um the the other passengers will not be affected by the fight. I have a lesser chance of getting hit, and so does Peter and his friends. Um, however, you cannot use the moving trains against the villains by stopping the trains as well. That's good, Jove, because that's how Electro does plan to kill Peter. Vulture tries to come at Vulture. You're not fighting Vulture. You're fighting. Electro. Okay, hold on. Hi, because um, you included Doc. Okay, so Jovi for is fighting all of the Sinister Six members. In his, okay, but they're not here though, Jove. Okay, okay, it's a little bit confusing. Um, so I think this is a problem of not listening to the instructions properly. Um, because you're only supposed to fight one Sinister Six member. Okay, so you only have to fight Electro. So, um, it's a very ambitious plan. And because you got a two-star, I can't allow this. Maybe if you got a five-star like Alexa, I would allow you to take on all the Sinister Six members. However, I do think it's way too ambitious for a two-star gunfler writing. I guess you could call them Subway Surfers. That's your Bukowski line. That's pretty funny. I like that line, um, but I would say this is a mission fail. Um, it's a little too ambitious. You don't really take down Electro, and so even though you were able to remove the people from the train, the trains are stopped, so I don't know how you would get them out of there um, without Electro being able to catch you. So I would say that this is a mission fail. Um, and it shows the importance of really picking the right quote and doing your gunfler writing properly and applying the lessons from of Gladwell to it. Okay, so that is Electro. So um, we have two successful students and we have one um, mission failed. We have a four-star gunfler writing, a five-star and a two-star. Um, ultimately, though, I will give the best plan to Brandon. I will give Brandon the trophy for this. Although I did love Alexa's um, gunfler writing more, I will have to say that Brandon's plan was um, more imaginative and it was more exciting to read um and alexa this can really be changed or this really could have been um corrected if you just included more um more media like videos or music um that would have been more exciting so congratulations brandon for taking down electro and now we move on to craven So let's move on to Craven, and um, I will go through my plan. And the three people in charge of fighting Craven were Nigel, Rainier, and Keenan. So let us see um, what they did, what how they handled it. Um, so I'll go through my plan first as Craven. Um, so step one was to free and throw the snakes at the kid. So the snake house is close to Gwen and Flash. And so I would um, throw the snakes at them. I would attack them. Um, and then I would run and climb the tree for my step two. My step three would be to throw bear traps and nets at Ned and and MJ, okay? So Craven, he's very bloodthirsty. He would really go after everyone on the map. 
So my step three would be to throw nets and bear traps at um at MJ and at Ned. And then my step four would be um somersault and ride the lion. So the lion in front of Peter, I would somersault at his back. And then um, my step five would be to have the lion devour Peter Parker. So that step six is that Peter Parker is dead. So let us take a look at the plans of the students to see if they were able to stop Craven from accomplishing what he wants to do to Peter in the zoo. Um, so first of all, let's see if they pick the right quote. All right. Um, and we see that among the quotes, it actually belongs to Thomas Harris. The Thomas Harris quote is, problem solving is hunting. It is savage pleasure and we are born to it. And Nigel, who we are starting with, got this right. Um, He got it correct. Um, he picked the right quote for Craven. And let us look at his um, gunfire writing. Okay, um, it, it understands the quote very well. However, um, similar to Brandon's, there's not enough there's not enough beauty in it. It's a very beautiful quote. There's emotion in the quote. And so by expanding it, you shouldn't only stay true to its message. You should also stay true to its emotion. And I do feel like in your expansion of it, it loses a lot of its emotion. I'm going to give this a three star. I will give this a three star. Um, so let's look at your plan. Step one, oh, very nice slides. Um, step one, Bonanza. I distract Craven by swapping myself with one of the workers of the zoo and getting in the monkey house and getting the monkeys riled up and swapping myself with Craven, both putting him in a cage and with angry monkeys. If he manages to get out, I will repeat this first step with the other monkey house while I am getting Gwen and Flash out of the zoo. So I would say that you successfully protected Gwen and Flash um, by doing this. Step two, by the time Craven escapes the monkey house, I would have already entangled myself in the snake pit and swapped with Craven such as he will get bit and his such as he will get bit and his movement restrained by the snakes coiling themselves around his body. Um very cool. I like that you're putting yourself in the cages and then swapping with Craven um to to trap him. That's very, very cool. Um I like your the way you're going about this. While Craven is busy with the snakes, I rush to get Ned and Michelle into safety with Gwen and Flash. Now all that's left is Peter. I sneak into the rhino enclosure and aggravate the rhino so it will attempt to ram into me or get under the legs of the rhino. So when I swap with Craven, he either gets crushed under the legs because he was bound or distracted by the snake. Step four, final blow. I quickly go and save Peter by the lion enclosure and get him with his other friends. I head towards the bird aviary as a distraction for Craven when I swap with him and then I swap again when I sneak in the lion enclosure and surround myself with the lions, leaving a ga gap for me to see Craven from across the zoo. Okay, very good. I would say you really rescued Peter and his friends successfully. However, I don't think you did enough to take down Craven himself. I know you put him through a lot, but I wouldn't, I would say he would be able to get out of the situations you put him in, especially since you only got a three star for your gunfire writing. So um, I will give you the victory in saving Peter and his friends, but I cannot um, give you the plus ultra mission of of defeating Craven. Um, your Bukowski line, keep hunting and you will only catch your demise. It's a good Bukowski line, but it doesn't apply because you didn't bring him down. So that was Nigel. Let's take a look at Rainier's 
plan. Okay, let's see if Rainier picked the correct quote. Okay. Oh no. Okay, so Rainier did not follow instructions. You did not pick a quote from the choices that you are given. You picked your own quote. You have to die a few times before you can really live. And again, if you just really read the instructions or watch the weekly assignments video, you wouldn't need to be corrected in this. So I'm going to read your gonfler writing. Okay, um, I like the quote you picked was good for Craven. I like that your gonfler writing applies to Craven as well. Um, however, um, it is a little bit overly complicated. Gonfler writing, I think, should be more um succinct it should be i think you expanded it too much where it kind of goes around in circles a little bit i will give this a two stars especially since you didn't follow instructions i will have to give this a two stars okay um now let's look at your plan um, so, secret objective is to save all the civilians from danger. That's good. You guessed that, no? Um, and let us see if you accomplished it. Oh, very good. Okay, um, very nice. I, um, Rainier, your your work is very good. No, you really put um, a lot of detail into it. You wrote down your main enemy and you you organized your information very well. It seems like you did research about this. Whoa, you even put your treasures collected in every battle. I'm very impressed, okay? Um, so because of that, um, I'm gonna amp up your, your gunfler writing. I'm gonna add an extra star to it because of how well organized your plan is, okay? I'm gonna give you an extra star. So you went from a two star to a three star. Um, and now let's look at your battle plan. First move, treasure use, divine armor of Hephaestus. Instead of summoning the armor to myself, I will command it to protect Parker from the hostile animals charging towards him. Wow, okay. I like that plan. I, whoa, I'm very impressed, Rainier, okay? You... You did something I didn't expect. Um, you used your treasure. You used it on the one you want to protect instead of using it on yourself. And I love that. That's so cool because automatically Peter is is saved. Okay. Um, I'm very. That's so cool. I didn't expect that. Um, even as your enemy, I wouldn't have seen that coming. Um, second move, Treasure uses Excalibur with the swiftness of Sasaki Kujiro's katana. Using the ice magic of Excalibur, I will quickly create a thick ice enclosure to the nearest hostile animals that have escaped outside their enclosures. After doing so, I will then freeze Craven so that he, so that he cannot do more and I will tame the animals around him. With every escaped hostile animal enclosed within ice, I will then swiftly save Gwen Stacy, Michelle Jones, Ned Leeds, Flash Thompson, and the civilians stuck inside the zoo one by one and then you have a very cool diagram very nice rainier your third move um with the katana uh, with the Excalibur combined with the speed of the katana, with the swiftness of the sword, I will dash as fast as I can towards Peter and use my Excalibur to put an ice barrier to trap the lions that have escaped their enclosure and to fully freeze the rhinos and the elephants that have escaped. With the lions trapped and both elephants and rhinos petrified, I can now go and take Peter Parker to a safe place. Final blow fatal. Treasure used. Okay. Um, same. Katana with Excalibur's ice magic. 
Um, since I froze Craven, I will unfreeze his body and slice his torso open with katana four times that he will lose his superhuman durability. After he will lose his superhuman durability, I deliver the final blow by stabbing Craven, by stabbing Craven in his sliced open torso with the Excalibur and freeze his blood from the inside. And as I pull out my Excalibur, an ice sword will crystallize inside his body by using his blood. With him being disabled with a sword stuck within his body, I will freeze his eyeballs and destroy it so that he will lose many of his abilities related to his enhanced sight. Well, very, very brutal um, plan against Graven. Poor guy. Fifth move. Um, Treasure used his Excalibur scabbard. I will use my scabbard to heal everyone that has been injured during the crime scene, and I will guide the animals to go back to their enclosure using Excalibur's ice magic. Okay, this is really a very, very good plan. I would say you were successful in everything. Um... Your plan got you from a two star to a three star, and it's it's very well done. Even though you're a three star, your plan is so well made that I don't see how Craven or even my plan as Craven could beat it. Um, and so I will give you the complete victory for this one. Um, your Bukowski line experience is the key to defeating life. I don't like it so much. It doesn't re- relate or match Craven so much um but i i'm very very impressed with your with your plan um it was definitely the highlight of your final project with this quirk activity um so let's go to keenan let's see if he can top rainiers so again we have nigel no nigel did protect peter but um he wouldn't be able to take down craven and then um Rainier was successful. Um, let's go through Keenan's work. Let's see if he picked the correct quote. Oh, okay. Um, so Keenan chose the Ogmandino quote, and that isn't the Craven quote. Okay, so only Nigel got the correct quote for for Craven. Again, it's the Thomas Harris quote, guys. And I feel like if you read Spidey, you would know this. It's very clearly. Problem solving is hunting, it is savage pleasure, and we are born to it. That's very clearly the Craven quote. Okay, but um, I will go through your Gonfler writing. Very, very well written Gonfler writing. Um, it's it's really, really very, very well done. Uh, I think you um what I was talking about before where with Brandon and I think it was Nigel where the quotes lose their emotion yours still has the emotion in it it's a, a very powerful piece um it's very very well written and I can feel the emotion um in your words good um so very very good job and it's a very very good expansion but it isn't Craven's quote and even in your talking about it it's very clear you keep mentioning sand it's very clear which sinister six member this belongs to now i will mention that your writing was very impressive um and if it were the correct quote i would really give it a five star but because it was the wrong quote i will have to remove a star and give you four but that's still a pretty good um star rating um and so now let us focus on um keenan's plan i focus my eyes on craven and slow him down drastically so all his planned movements are slowed um two times making them completely predictable i tell gwen stacy and flash thompson to evacuate the area along with peter parker michelle jones and ned leeds my eyes are still focused on Craven. Okay, those are his first two steps, and I would say they're successful, no? Especially since my first step is to attack 
Gwen and Flash. And um, by slowing me down, I would say you would have enough time to reach them and to tell them to to get to safety. Now, um, I will consider your first step a successful. Then I apply two times speed to myself while Craven is slowed down. This makes our speed differences by four and I run behind him to deliver a blow to his jugular vein now focusing all my speed to my right arm came out. I will continually do this if the first attempt fails and I rewind. I keep watch of Craven until the policemen come to arrest him or something of the sort. If he wakes up, I remind him to back at the moment he was not out very good plan um i will say you saved peter and just by reading your first few um the first few sentences of step three i wouldn't allow you to bring down craven um by being fast and hitting him because he's also very fast but since you specified that if i fail i'll rewind if he comes back into consciousness i'll rewind because you used your rewind i will consider that you were able to knock him down again if you only said i'll use the speed to take him down i wouldn't have considered it but because you did consider the possibility that you might fail um i will give this victory to you um so i would say you rescued everyone and you took down Craven himself. And your Bukowski line, you can't change the past, so deal with the present. Again, I like that you mentioned the time travel thing. You're kind of bringing it up because they went back to the past to take down Peter Parker. Um, however, it's not my favorite Bukowski line, um, I would say. And so I'm going to give this um, among the Craven people. I did like Rainier's the most. I did like Rainier's plan. I think it was the most enjoyable. Um, it was the most imaginative and it was incredibly well organized. Um, and I will give the the victory to him. So now we have Brandon as the best with Electro and then Rainier as the best um, with Craven. And we're gonna move on to the third um, the third Sinister Six member, which is Doc Ock. And the students who were in charge of fighting um, Dr. Octopus is Supreet, Roland, and Lib. And so um, I will start with the plan of Dr. Octopus. So my plan as Dr. Octopus. So my first step would be to weave over and knock over the tanks. Grab Ned as well. My step through would be to grab and throw a wild octopus. Okay, um, to the flooded area, and that would kind of get in the way of the heroes who are trying to defend um, everyone. Okay, um, so I'm kind of attacking you with a wild octopus. I reached into a tank and threw it towards you. Uh, and then we have step three, weave over and throw a mermaid statue. Again, um, I would do that to attack the hero. And by throwing the mermaid statue, the jellyfish tanks would break and their poison and voltage would spread throughout the flooded H2O. So basically, I'm just making a mess of the hero side of the map. The hero side of the map, it's flooded. There's poison from the jellyfish. There are wild octopus there now. And there's also the electricity and the poison of the jellyfish spreading through the H2O. Step four, I would grab Peter and Gwen and Ned. Step five, I would throw them all in the shark tank. And then step six then is Peter Parker is dead. So um, again, no Doc Ock, very, very chaotic plan because of his arms to be very hard to keep track of this. But I'm basically killing Flash and MJ 
by either electrocuting, poisoning them, or killing them with the wild octopus. And then I'm killing Gwen and Ned and Peter by throwing them into the shark tank. Okay, so let us look at the plans of the students for this. Let us start with Supreet. So um, we're talking about um, Dr. Um, Otto Octavius, um, or also known as Doc Oct, Dr. Octopus. So guys, actually, the right quote for this would be the Gaius Octavius quote. So one of the quotes you know, was by Gaius Octavius. And that's a definite hint because his name's Otto Octavius, okay? Dr. Octopus. And so the right quote would be, young men hear an old man to whom old men hearkened when he was young. Okay, that would have been the quote. And Supreet picked the wrong one. She chose the Thomas Edison or the Electro quote. But let us read her Gonfler writing. Okay, very good Gonfler writing. I think you expanded it very well. Again, there's still emotion in it. Um, however, it is the wrong quote. So I will have to get, make you lose a star for that. I will give you a four stars for this. However, again, it is the wrong quote. And so I will have to knock you back um, into a three star because you selected the wrong quote. So three stars because you chose the wrong one. Um, and then now let us look at your plan to defeat Dr. Octopus. Okay, so I'm looking at Supreet's map, no? Um, because again, her power is to rearrange everything. And oh man, she really did rearrange it. Um, very, very hard for me to get through this. Uh, I would say you move the tanks um, and you moved uh, the mermaid statues to really block my way. Um, that would be very, very hard. Again, though, um, Supreet, you aren't allowed to move you living beings, okay? So you moved um, the classmates and you aren't allowed to do that, okay? Um, your power applies to inanimate objects only. But I will allow the statues and the tanks and stuff. Um, but then that means that the jellyfish and the octopus are free now because you move the tanks and so they don't travel along with their containers. Again, you cannot move living objects. All right. Um, but I, I will go through your plan to see um, what you're planning, how you're planning to fight against Dr. Octopus. Um, so your steps are direct Peter's classmates to go and look out for Peter, distract Dr. Octopus by suddenly moving two octopus tanks to him. As he glances upon them, he will most probably laugh and have the tactics to destroy them. As he is destroying these tanks, I will suddenly move the mermaid statue at him with speed from the front. This will make him get conscious of the attack that just happened. As fast as he is losing his conscious and gets hurt on his body and tentacles, I will move another mermaid statue at him which will make him more conscious. Move the jellyfish pool to him as he is still conscious and hurt, moreover causing the glass to break since I crashed them to him. The jellyfish will act on giving him stings. If more strings, then the Dr. Octopus can totally lose his consciousness. Okay, your plan is... um. I like that you're using your quirk a lot and that you're moving things towards him. However, he has, he has his robotic tentacle arms. I feel like if you move a mermaid statue at him one by one 
he would be able to easily deal with it. I feel like he'd really be able to just move things aside. I feel like he'd be able to knock down the tank spa and flood the area. Um, I, I just feel, and you didn't put, you'd move the tanks, you didn't move the fish tanks in the center of the map. I, I feel like he would easily be able to, to get away from your attacks, especially since you're a three-star. Um, you chose the wrong quotes. I would say that um, it would be a defeat for you. I can't give this victory to you. Um, I would say um, it's a mission fail. He would have been able to bring down Peter. Um, yet you still looked for another way, but it just wasn't enough for today. Again, it doesn't really match Dr. Octopus no? and um, his his powers. Um, so I will have to make it a mission fail for you. Okay, and now let's take a look at Roland. Roland also picked the wrong quote. He picked um, the bad news is time flies quote, which isn't Dr. Octopus. Why would this be Dr. Octopus's quote though? Um, Especially since um, it's about flying. So it's definitely not a Dr. Octopus quote. Um, However, I do see in your explanation that you do explain why. So I will consider that, okay? So I will read your your gunfla writing. Okay, um, I like your expansion very, very much. I think you did a beautiful job with this quote. Um, sadly though, it isn't the right one. I'm gonna read your um I'm gonna read your connection, okay? Alright, I can see why you applied it to Dr. Octopus. However, your explanation of why this is a Doc Oc quote, it can apply to all the other villains. All the other villains have technical skills that they should have used for the good. However, they used it for the bad. And so um, I, I can't really consider this to be the Dr. Octopus quote. Good. No, again, it definitely is the Octavius quote. Um, young man here and old man to whom old man hurricaned when he was young by Gaius Octavius. That is the correct Dr. Octopus quote and not the one about flying or about being a pilot. Okay? So um, your gunfire writing is very good though. Um... I would even say it is, I would say it's a four star and I will have to minus one because it's the wrong quote. So I will give you a three star for this. Now let's look at your plan. Step one, as Dr. Ock is trying to move towards Peter Parker, I will go and rumor Flash to gather all of his classmates and to evacuate from the dangerous dangerous areas as fast as they can. They will then try to stay in a safer place, which is behind the mermaid statue. Since the statue will cover them, Dr. Octopus will have a hard time looking for them. <clears throat> I would say he would be able to reach MJ, but I don't think he would be able to reach Ned and Gwen. As Dr. Ock is trying to move, I will run two times faster than my usual run to reach a little bit near Dr. Octopus. Since his tentacles have their own thinking, I will make sure that I am far enough from his tentacles, but hearable enough to him. Basically, I will be in front of him. Okay, if that's your step two, but I'm already... By my step two, I'm grabbing and throwing the octopus already. I'll have to see. Step three, I will once again plus go plus ultra by rumoring so loud that his tentacles will also get affected by my rumor. I will rumor him that he will jump right into the octopus tank. I cannot rumor his tentacles because they can have their own thinking. But since I went plus ultra, Doc Ock will be able to control them and goes to the tank. By this, the octopus will use their ten- tentacles to blind him. While he was drowned by the octopus, his tentacles will be electrified and break because of the water. I like that you're rumoring him. 
And I like your plan of the octopus. Well, Doc Ock is weak. I will rumor him again. I will rumor him to do anything I'll ask him to do. I will ask him to warn the other villains to go back out from their evil plan through their little communication object they have. If step four will not work, I will rumor Dr. Octopus for the last time. I will rumor him that he should erase all his evil plans for Peter Parker and to let him try to see the worth of his capabilities. He then will change his point of view in his life, for he will realize that he can be more than what he is, but in a good way. Okay, I like that you're kind of trying to change him. Your true enemy is not Spider-Man, it's you yourself. I like that you stuck to your kind of trying to change them you're kind of trying to make them better people the the sinister six you were set up to fight against i'm gonna give this to you i'm gonna say you did defend peter parker i'm gonna say that you defended two of his friends i will say that gwen and ned are taken or were harmed or suffered injury but i do think your flash and your mj are safe so you did kind of half of the secret mission that's very good um and i would say you were it worked against dr octopus i like that you tried to reform him i like that you didn't just take him down but you actually are trying to kind of make him a better person i don't like your bukowski line so much but good job it's impressive no it's a it's a mission success for me now let's look at live let's look at live's work um again um wrong quote was chosen so um no one chose the correct quote for dr octopus no again it should be the gaius octavius one why are you choosing the sand quote for Dr. Octopus. I, I don't really get it, but I will read your um your gunfly writing. Okay, I love your gunfly writing. It's really um incredibly written. Again, you know, Liv, you're a great writer, and um there's no exception for this one. It's definitely a five star. However, because it is the wrong quote, I will have to take down a star. Um, and it hurts because it does deserve a five star. Um, but because it is the wrong quote for Dr. Octopus, I will have to make it a four star. Um, and then you included a little picture. Your image used is, um, okay, um, fate type red line manga cover. Historical figure is Okita Soji. Um, Okita was um, a dude in real life. But due to fate's weird gender-bending habits, he was turned into a woman in the fate verse. Okita Soji was the captain of the first unit of the Shinsengumi, a police force based in Kyoto during the late Shogunate period, tasked to protect Shogunate representatives. He was considered to be the best swordsman or woman in this case among the Shinsengumi police. Um, your powers, unlike other historical figures and heroes in Fate, Okita has no real game-changing abilities other than her speed. And again, unlike the other servants, her powers are mostly based on the level of her skill as a samurai. She has no world-ending or truly destructive abilities. Her noble phantasm is her entire being herself. That and the most howery she wears, her blue coat. It greatly amplifies her speed and skill as a samurai. The reason why I picked Okita to use in this QA is because of her speed. In Fate Lore, she is able to move so fast that she disappears to the human eye. She's also so fast that when she slashes an opponent thrice, it would be considered one hit in three different places. Similar to Sasaki Kojiro's Michael's Assassin Swallow Reversal Attack. Um, and then there are video links, which um, thank you for taking that because um, I did ask for that last time. Uh, and I'm excited to see that, um, to see how she 
fights. Very, very cool. Um, I can imagine it a lot better now. Before I do anything crazy, I go to find... Um, so this is your step, no? Um, before I do anything crazy, I go to find and lead the students to hide behind the mermaid statues. I mix up who's going where so that the dog will be confused as to who is hiding behind which statue. All right, so I will give this to you is because of your speed. Um, you're hiding them behind the mermaid statues. And we will see now if this will work. Step two, I break every tank except for the shark tanks so if there is water everywhere and random fish laying around. I face the dog himself in a one-on-one -on -one battle. He has beat me in a battle of strength because of his tentacles. So utilizing my speed, I throw a lot of fish his way. While he tends off the flying fish and insults me for doing so, I strike at the tentacles that he is not using as the legs right in the center of their faces to disable or at least weaken them. If this version of Doc Ock has his eyes weak and sensitive to light, then I also move to break his glasses before he realizes I did so. While he's looking at me, I shoot a beam upwards to impair and blind him. Then at full speed, I charge at him and knock him out cold, ending the fight. If the dog doesn't have sensitive eyes and the last parts of step 3 are ignored, I battle him one-on-one -on -one using the environment to my advantage. I perpetually throw fish at him to annoy and anger him. While he attacks with his tentacles, I splash water at their faces to disrupt them and dodge all of his attacks. While fighting, I let him think he's overpowering me and that I am slowing down, but in fact, I am luring him towards the shark tank. Once we're close to the tank, I quickly run away and shoot a beam at the tank, breaking it while he recovers from all the water that bursts from the shark tank. I charge up to him with full speed and knee him in the face, knocking him out. Okay, very cool. I okay. This is exactly um in in contrast to Supreet. I think that um Supreet, you attacked him too slowly. And the thing with Liv's plan is that it's a little bit it's crazy. It's all over the place. He's throwing fish at Doctor Octopus. He's slicing tentacles off. He's using his speed good. And I would say, as Doctor Octopus, I would be so confused. I would try to get at Liv. I would stop looking for. Peter Parker and so I think this is completely successful in protecting Peter Parker and his friends and also in defeating Dr. Octopus um, and his quote is drown in your ideals and never come back I like that I like that again a drown in your ideals and never come back I like the mentioning of drowning because you know it goes along with Dr. Octopus it goes along with the environment that you are in the aquarium I like this Bukowski line and I will give this to Liv I will say that um, Liv did have the best plan against Dr. Octopus and I think it would be a flawless everything the project itself would be completely flawless except for the choosing of the wrong quote um but very very good job um very very impressive work um it was a good fight and it was fun to go through so i will give this to live so we have brandon as the best from electro rainier as the best from craven and then live as the best from dr octopus and and we will compare the top six attacks to figure out who has the best one. And be scared, guys. I mean, if Liv gets the best one again, that means he has two Infinity Stones already. But we still have three more battles to go through. Three more Sinister Six members to fight.
then we go to our fourth Sinister Six member, um, Sandman. I will go through my plan first. So step one, knock over the metal structure in the center. So um, so much of Sandman's plan is really to block the path of the hero towards Peter Parker. So I knock over the metal structure. And then in step two, I combine with the sand. So there is... Uh, sand truck near me i combine with the sand of this of the sand truck or of the truck that's beside me and in step three i move over and i throw the truck okay so i combine with the sand so i'm bigger now and then i go over towards the truck and i throw it okay i throw it and in step four I then create a sand tsunami and create giant fists, okay? So again, I my goal good is to block the path, no? I block it first with the metal structure, and then I block it with the truck I throw, and then I combine again with, with the sand, um, and then I form a sand tsunami in the form of giant fists that will then again knock everything blocking the path once more. Um, and the sand tsunami as the giant fist would destroy, block, and push Peter Parker into the hole that he is standing in front of. So I combined with the sand in step two. In step three, I moved forward and threw the truck to block the path of our heroes. And then step four is I form a giant fist sand tsunami to push Peter Parker in the hole. Um, step five then will be me entering the hole as sand and suffocating him. Whereas, And then we go to step six, which is Peter Parker is dead. So again, similar to Dr. Octopus, it's a very chaotic plan um, because that's kind of what Sandman is all about. It's a very chaotic plan villain um and so let us see um how dana michaela and michael will deal with this so first of all we'll start with dana um and let's start with the quote that you're supposed to do and i think it's very obvious no it's clearly the og man dino quote um i am here for a purpose and that purpose is to grow into a mountain not to shrink into a grain of sand um and let us go through her let's go through dana's gunfler writing you pick the right quote and uh, you're gone for writing. It's good. It just, it's not, it doesn't capture the message of the quote as well as I would want it to. I'm going to have to give it a three star. Um, it's, it's, it, it's good. It's okay. Um, but it, again, it doesn't really capture the message of the quote. Um, so let us go through your plan. And again, you have a three star. First, I touch the water truck with my left hand before I go off to warn the civilians in the area, the students, Mr. Church, the truck driver, and possible workers in the area. I'd gather the students to the food truck as a getaway car to let them escape, making sure not to touch anything else with my left hand, okay? Um... I will have to see about this, especially since you're a three-star. My first plan is to knock over and to block your path right away. And so I'm scared that it might not work, but we'll see. I'll continue on with it. Ride the car to fetch Peter Parker, then sabotage the sand truck by summoning the water truck right above it. This will cause the water tank to burst and flood the area. Okay, I like that. 
That's cool. One sparker is in the food truck with the other people. Drop off at the nearest water truck. Then touch the cement mixer with the other hand. Since the Sandman would be going to Peter Parker's direction. I would be ready to release water. Just enough to limit his sand manipulation. And just in time to reach the cement. I love that you are using um, water against him. Um, I, it's very clear you read the comic um, it's very clear you know that cement, water, um, I feel like you you have a good plan. It's a very, very good plan. I would then hold off the sand man while the people are driving away. Since the other sand truck is soaked, his sand would be limited, which means the only sand he could use is the one beside him. I would lure the sand man to the deep pit and trap him by causing the truck to overturn and spill all over him. The deep pit would then act as a drain, so the sand man would find it difficult to get back up. And just to make sure, I would spill the cement as a finishing touch. Alright, I like your I like your plan against Sandman so much. Um I I have to get in the way a little bit of your of your plan to save the civilians, to save the friends of Peter Parker, um, because of your because of your three star. Um, I don't think a three star should lead to a completely successful mission. However, I will say that you did defend Peter Parker and you did take Sandman down, but I will say that it wasn't a success for the secret mission because of your three star. Your Bukowski line, I prefer to be buried in soil. Um, I, I, you get the idea of a Bukowski line. You have another one said no that you said you think Peter Parker would say, which I like also, is sand called sand because it is in between sea and land. I do feel like Spidey would say that or would wonder that. Um, so, good plan. If you're gone for writing, we're just a little bit higher. It would be a complete success, but you did succeed in saving Peter Parker and in taking down Sandman. All right, so good job, Dane. Now let's look at Mikaela's plan. Let's see if she picked. Okay, so Mikaela picked the wrong quote. I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways. Again, that's the Thomas Edison quote. It's very clearly the sand quote for Sandman. That's very, very obvious. Um, let us go through your gonfler writing. Okay, I really like your I like your gonfler writing very, very much. You connected it to Spidey, you connected it to the comic. It's very clear you read it. You prove that you read it. Um, so I'm very impressed. You found a way to connect the Thomas Edison quote with Spidey, and that's very, very impressive. I would really give it, I would say it's very good writing, Michaela. I would give it a four-star, but because it is the wrong quote for your villain i will have to minus a star and make it into a three star so it should be a four star but i will have to minus one because it is the wrong quote um i like that you added background music i like that you added um shifts very well made plan um and let us go through it to see if it will be the sandman's plan I made a nuclear explosion through defeating Sandman by betraying Spidey. I have to put UV rays lightning to save MJ Flash and the construction workers. All the students should be protecting the all the shields should be protecting the students. Okay, now Mick, the problem with this is um you are not using your work. Um you are using a bunch of other things like Captain America's shields. You're using explosions, you're making webs out of stars, but you aren't using your quirk, okay? And I, so I cannot allow this. Um, I would have to say it's a mission fail um, because you're not using your 
quirk. And that's the whole point of a quirk activity. Okay? If it's hard work just thinking about it, then don't do it. Okay, that is um your Bukowski line. That's not an original line either. I can't give you points for that as well. So it is a mission fail. You have to use your quirk um, for the quirk activity. You can't just make up your own powers. Um, and then let's go through Michael's plan and his conflict writing. Did Michael pick the right one? Yes, Michael picked the right quote. And let's go through his gunfler writing. I love your gunfler writing. I love it, Michael. Michael made his gunfler writing apply not just to the individual man, but as man goes through the generations. I like that you didn't just make it an individual victory for an individual man. You're saying that in order to become a mountain, it will take the work of generations of men good. I love that. Five stars for sure. It's a great piece of writing. Very, very good job. So um, let's go through your plan. Um, your wife who is S Death, she can manipulate ice and turn anything to ice at her will, has the sixth sense in human strength, instinct, and reflex, can create an ice army. Um, possess an imperial arm a demon can possess her strengthening her skills by 100 but the demon is tamed imperial arm users cannot be defeated by non-users owns the lives of three servants known as the three beasts whoever is frozen by her cannot be freed unless she wants them to ultimate move can freeze time at any point okay whoa okay again like um like Rainier, your plan is so well made, so well organized. I love it. General Liver and Meow, if that's how you pronounce it. Very, very cool. I love your your slides are so cool, Michael. Okay, so your plan, steps one to two, immediately freeze time and freeze Sandman and make a giant dome around him, then continue time. Summon my three loyal servants and my troops, then command Meow to make everyone fall asleep, making them forget what they just saw, making sure not to ruin the timeline. Whoa, okay, so you're even protecting the timeline. That's so cool, Mike. Command General Liver to create a giant sphere liquid in case Sandman escapes and command Idara to protect Peter. Command my troops to protect the other civilians and check for injuries, collect sandbags and freeze them, and try to fix any damaged property. Well, you're pugged cleaning up also. Five to six, command the other half of my army to carry the frozen dome of Sandman towards the police station and protect the dome until the police can find a better way to secure Sandman. Unhypnotize everyone and leave the site. Continue watching over Peter from a distance until he leaves the area. If Sandman escapes, my troops and I will hold him back. Okay, very... This is a beautiful plan. Your secret missions don't protect, don't ruin the timeline, protect the citizens, correct? Don't damage the property. And there's a little YouTube video here. I love it. Very cool. Okay, Mike, you transformed the chaos of Sandman into, into poetry. It's so well planned. There's not, it's so neat. Like, it was supposed to be chaotic, but you contain the chaos. Everyone is safe. Peter is safe. The timeline is safe. This is genius. Your plan is so good. I'm blown away by it. Let's look at your Bukowski line. An hourglass is just a sand stuck in an infinite loop. A loop that never ends and never breaks. Just like you, a walking hourglass stuck in an infinite loop of defeat and failure. Whoa, 
great Bukowski line. An hourglass is just sand stuck in an infinite loop, a loop that never ends and never breaks, just like you, a walking hourglass, stuck in an infinite loop of defeat and failure. Amazing. Five star, five star, five star. Your plan is five star. Your gun for the writing is five star. Your Bukowski line is five stars. This is incredible. It may be one of the best UAs I've ever had, ever, since I've started this curriculum. It's insanely good. You should be very proud, Michael. I think it's very clear Michael is definitely the best among the Sandman among the Sandman battles. Um, amazing. Very, 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 very good. Okay? So now we go to the next one, which is Mysterio. Fun fact, Mysterio is my favorite Spider-Man villain. Ever since I was a kid, Mysterio was always my favorite one, which is why when Far From Home came out, I was extra happy because I love Mysterio. And I'll go through my plan for Mysterio. So my first step is to fill up the theater with smoke. That's my first step. So I create holograms of myself. And then step three is to pro is to hypnotize the friends of Peter. Okay, so step one is to fill the whole movie theater with smoke. Step two is to create holograms of myself so the hero will not know who to attack. Um, next is to hypnotize the friends, and I want the friends to um try to kill Peter Parker. I want to hypnotize the friends to attack. Peter Parker. Step four is to program robots to attack the hero. So actually, guys, there are multiple Peters in this map because they are actually robots. So the multiple Mysterios are are holograms. The multiple Peters are robots and their goal is to kill the hero. Step five is to make the hypnotized friends kill Peter. And then step six, Peter Parker is dead, just like all the other um, battles. Okay, so let us go through our um, our students, um, Job, Hannah, and Jethro. Let us start with Job. So Job did pick the right quote. Magic is the sole science not accepted by scientists because they can't understand it. Harry Houdini, it's very clearly the Mysterio quote. Let us read his Gonfleur writing. I love, love your Gonfleur writing. It's incredible, Job. I love it. Five stars. Very, very good. Um, Applaud, applaud, good. It's it's beautiful. Oh, it's so good. Really, I'm I'm amazed. It's so so good. Let's go through your plan. Okay, first move. Fill the whole room with steam and make my way toward the second Mysterio North from the starting point. Okay, so Yano, Job figured out which Mysterio is which. Um, you're so smart, Job. I hate you. Okay, you figured out which one because you exactly got it right. The Mysterio, the second Mysterio North from the starting point. That's exactly 
who the real Mysterio is. Um, I hate you for figuring that out. Um, but if you look closely you at the symbols, you would see that it was the real one. Since he's wearing a fishbowl, I slip in some of my steam to fill his helmet before eventually making him pass out. This will disable, turn off all his holograms because the main source is unconscious. Also, the fake Peter Parkers that are located everywhere except the ones sitting at the seats nearest to the screen will break down because they get wet from my steam, causing an electrical malfunction. Darn you, Job. Okay, you took down my robots. I send a steam cloud to cover both Craven and Electro completely. Okay, so again... Um, the, the other Sinister Six members are not here, no? Um, but because you are a five-star, I will consider it. It gets conducted by the hot water molecules that make up steam, and the electricity will electrocute both Electro and Craven. If Craven escapes, I use steam pressure to match his superhuman strength and do the same tactic I did with Athena to him where I slowly fill his lungs with steam while we fight until he passes out. If Electro escapes my smoke cloud, I will heat myself up until I'm red hot. If he tries to electrocute me, the electricity will not only be ineffective against me, but it will also be stored in me to create electric energy combined with massive heat energy making me twice as strong and hot. I can now use it to defeat Electro. Oh my gosh. You're taking down everyone even though they're not in the map. But again, because you're a five-star, I will allow it. Creating steam pressure in my lower body, I fly towards Vulture and punch him in the face at high speed due to the sudden buildup of steam pressure from my lower body. Once knocked out, I go to Doc Ock and wrap him and Vulture together with four metal tentacles before heating up my arms to weld the metal arms together so that Vulture and Doc Ock are fully ensnared by the tentacles. I then take the ensnared Doc Ock and Vulture and bury them into Sandman, who I assume is in sand monster form. I then create the steam cloud monster I made during the fight with with Ares and fully tackle Sandman. This causes him to harden up and get stuck in place with an ensnared Vulture and Doc Ock trapped inside a hardened Sandman. This is so cool. At this point, I bet Peter will be in shock and would not want to continue the exhibit and eventually meet the spider that will bite him, so I go to where the spiders are and snatch one. I then take Peter and the others out of the movie theater and save them, slipping the spider into Peter's sleeve as he shakes my hand, guessing that he's thanking me for his saving his life he then goes to become spider-man and save the world i go get a coffee very cool this is a perfect plan and the thing is you're not only you're not only taking down your assigned sinister six member you took down everyone and that's so cool that's very very impressive and now I'm going to have a very hard time choosing the main winner of this QA. You just made it incredibly hard for me to do that. It's an ingenious plan. So, so good. Um, but let's... Um, I would say it's perfect. I would say that you you saved Peter Parker. You took down Mysterio. You... I would say... I'm not sure if you saved his friends, though. Well, okay, I will say you did because you did take him down, but you didn't exactly specify, right, that you were going to save the friends. You took down the Sinister Six members, all of them. But did you mention, I'm, I'm looking over your plan again, just to see if you saved the friends. Okay, there, you didn't take a step. No, you didn't take a step to protect the friends or to get them to safety during the big fight. 
Um, so I will, I would say you didn't complete the secret mission. Okay, I will have to say you didn't complete the secret mission where no one gets hurt. You saved Peter. You took down all the Sinister Six, which is so impressive. Um, but I would say you didn't do the secret mission. Um, I do want to see your um, Bukowski line, though. This is reality, Mysterio. You know none of it. Very cool Bukowski line as well. I love your Bukowski line so much. Um, good job, Job. Incredibly good job. Okay, and now let's go through Hannah's. Let's see if Hannah got the correct quote oh no she chose the thomas edison quote no it should have been the harry houdini quote but i will read through your gonfler writing okay i'm very good very solid um i would give it a four star but again because um because of it being the wrong quote for mysterio i will have to remove a star and give you a three star okay um so let's go through your plan Step one, in order for everyone in the theater to get distracted, I would transform into a large beast. I will be able to scare everyone out and make them leave the theater, leaving both Mysterio and Peter Parker because I know Peter Parker would stay. I will call an army of Okami and I will make them hide in the theater seats. Before Mysterio can even create illusions to fool Peter Parker, I will transform back into a very tiny Okami and crawl into his suit where he won't be able to notice. Okay, you can't summon an army of Okami. No, no, that's, that's not part of your quirk. I do like that you became big to scare the people out. I would say that worked. Um, and I also like that you're entering the suit of Mysterio in small form. That is how you use your quirk. You can't summon an army of Okami, but you have the power of an Okami. So I like that you're using both being very big to save the people and also becoming very small to get into Mysterio's suit. When he starts creating illusions for Peter Parker, I will start biting the gadgets he is using. When he notices, he will stop and try to kill me, and he will think he can do it easily because I'm very small. As he tries to attack me, I will transform back into the large beast they saw earlier. And not only that, the whole army of Okami also transform into normal sizes. His robots will try to kill us, but we are known to be very aggressive to everyone who approaches us. He will also be very confused which one of us is the leader, so I return back into my very tiny size and again crawl into his suit and try to control his illusions, which will confuse his mind even more and drive him insane. This will leave Peter Parker clueless and will make him leave the theater. Um, Again, you can't control the Okami, you know, that's not part of your quirk, so I will say you saved Peter Parker, you are successful in that. You fulfilled the secret mission in saving the classmates of Peter Parker, but I cannot give you the defeat against Mysterio. Never underestimate the abilities of the little ones. I like your Bukowski line. It's a cute Bukowski line. Doesn't really apply to Mysterio, but it applies to you. Um, however, again, um, I will give you the mission. You accomplished the mission in saving Peter. However, um, and you also saved his friends, but I cannot say that you took down Mysterio. All right, very, very good job, Han. This is the first time I'm really seeing you use your quirk and being very skilled with it. So I think you're growing into your quirk. You are learning how to really use it. But the army of Okami is a little random. You can't summon an army of, of the creatures, but you do have their skill. Um, and let us take up the final one for Mysterio. We have Jethro. Our final student um, for Mysterio is Jethro. He did choose the right quote, the Harry Houdini quote. Um, and so let me read through his 
um, gone for writing. Okay, wow, it's very well written, Jet. It feels like a, a first page of a novel about the villain. It it I, it sounds like it was written from the perspective of Mysterio. Um, it's so cool. I think you transformed it. You you turned this quote into almost like a villainous philosophy. Um, it's so well done. Um, it's. It doesn't fully accomplish what Gonfler writing should accomplish. I feel like you transformed it instead of you clarifying it. So, oh man, as creative writing, it's a five star. But as Gonfler writing, it's not a five star because it's you. You fictionalized it, or you you transformed it. You 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 kind of did an illusion with it that's so cool but it's not gunfler writing so oh man um, it's definitely a five star as creative writing um but it's gunfler writing i'm gonna give it a four star just because it it doesn't i don't know how to because but i feel like you did more than expand it but i don't want to punish you for that um because you did more than just expand it. You transformed it. So I'm gonna give you a five star. I don't care, even though it's not exactly gunfly writing. You did do more than gunfly writing, and I can't minus a star for that. I'm giving you the full five stars. It's really, really good. Um, I love it so much. Let's look at your plan. Before they enter the theater, face masks specially designed to purify air will be given to each one of the students. This is to counter Mysterio's hallucinogenic gas and render it unusable. I shall just say that the masks are part of the experience. Really, they are. Oh my, I love, I love that. That's so cool. I love that you're bringing face masks into it. <laughs> I love it. I love your first step. I shall then usher Parker into the exact middle seat of the theater. I will tell his classmates to sit in a crosshair formation around him. Gwen on his right, Flash on his left, Michelle at the back, Ned at his front. That way, if the villain or his clones were to rush forward to Parker, they would likely bump into either of his friends first. I know that Mysterio will be likely to create even more clones if that were the case, or simply have enough clones at the start to rush effectively if that were to happen. I would control the shadows under Parker's classmate's seat and in every nook and cranny in the theater, or if the theater is dark by then, utilize the overwhelming darkness and shape them into tentacles to subdue the clones. Oh, that's so cool. I forgot you did have Hades, the, the quirk of Hades, which is shadow control. So in a movie theater, that ultimately puts you at an advantage. If Mysterio also decides to go after me, well, I wish him luck in finding me as I will be invisible for the vast majority of the battle. That's true. Whoa, you! this was perfect for you, Jet. I mean, you having the quirk of Hades against Mysterio in a movie theater. Oh man, that's, that's tough. If the theater lights are still on, I will then begin to slowly control the shadows while remaining invisible to slowly work their way up the walls onto the lights to cover the theater in near darkness, illuminated only by the theater screens. I will also use my power to shape a shadow shield around Parker. When the theater is dark enough, I will then make the air more dense by soft by sort of hardening the dark. This blocks Mysterio's sonar and impairs any method of hearing as well as rendering the impossible night vision cameras on his suit ineffective. His web shooters will also gain greatly reduced range and efficiency. 
Step four, well, now the protectee is completely safe under my shadow barrier. The villain Mysterio remains at large, stopping at nothing to accomplish his main goal. So now my main priority switches from the protectee to stopping the villain as Parker is safe under the effects of the shield. The main problem lies in finding which clone is actually Quentin Beck, donning his notorious suit. Since I freely control the darkness, now that the theater is completely enveloped in shadow, I can finally use a move I practice, which is Shadow Compress. I greatly pressurize shadow in darkened areas which constricts the opponent and slowly but surely begin to crush them right where they stand. Because Parker and his colleagues are safe in the barrier I constructed, I will utilize it on all clones in the room, constricting them until the hidden drones that project the clones get destroyed and the glass helmet of the real Beck shatters and ultimately falls afterwards. I then summon a tentacle from the shadows that grabs Beck by the leg and smashes him against the theater stage floor. As I walk up the steps onto the defeated villain, I slowly materialize from seemingly nothing, grab him by the collar, and whisper in his ear. You could not run from the shadows of your past and bring yourself to self-realization. Where do you think that leads you into now? Right into my hands, where the shadows overwhelm and madden any foolish enough to disturb that which is best, left unknown to weak-willed fautoriums such as yourself. Very cool. Um, I love that your Bukowski line is you. You're not trying to sound like Bukowski. You're writing as yourself. Um, it's very, it's very you. It's very Lovecraftian, and it's very, um, it's very kind of Arthur Conan Doyleish. It's so, it's your personality shines through, and I think that's what Bukowski would want. He wouldn't want you to sound like anyone else other than yourself. This was such a good plan from the face masks all the way to the final shadow move. This was beautiful. This felt like poetry. Um, and shoot, now I have to choose who had the best one against Mysterio. Um, I am blown away by um, you guys. Um, Job, Hannah, and Jet. This is the first battle I think where everyone does an amazing job. Oh man, and I'm gonna have a really hard time choosing. It's gonna come down to Job and Jetro. And, I mean, Job took down... Ooh, Job took down... The whole Sinister Six. But he does not deal with the friends. Jethro does protect the friends. And he takes down Mysterio. Oh, man. And then Job's gunfler was also so good. But then, so was Jethro's. I can't choose for now. I'm gonna put both Job and Jethro in the running. Okay, so so far we have Brandon, Rainier, Michael, Job, Jethro, um, and Liv. Um, Liv was Dr. Octopus. Um, very, very good job, the people who had to fight Mysterio. That was so cool. And now we go to the final one, which is um, Vulture. Um, this is Dirk and Jasmine. I will go through my plan. So step one, I, I'm flying because I'm Vulture. I grab the car and puncture the gas tank. Um, my step two is I fly and knock the monument over. So basically, I'm setting everything on fire on the roof deck of Stark Towers. So again, step one, I grab the car and puncture the gas tank. And then step two, I fly and knock the monument of Iron Man over. Step three, I fly 
um, over the other car, um, I leave a trail of gas because I punctured the gas tank. I'm leaving a trail of gas around everything I fly over. And then I drop the car on top of the other car, causing a gigantic explosion. And now there's kind of fire spreading out everywhere. Um, my step four is I grab Peter Parker. And step five, I fly behind the jet plane that's flying and I burn him in the jet fire. Step six, then Peter Parker is dead. So this is kind of a for an inferno good of an attack. Step one, I grab a car, puncture gas tank. Step two, I knock over the monument. Step three, I cause a huge explosion that spreads all throughout the the roof deck. And then um, step four, I grab Peter Parker. Step five, I burn him in the jet fire. Step six, Peter Parker is dead. Now let us take a look at Dirk and Jasmine's plan to take down the vulture. And again, this is going to start with the quote. Let's see if Dirk got it right. Okay, oh, sadly, Dirk did not get it right. He used the Thomas Edison quote when you're supposed to use the um, Michael Alf Suler quote. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot because you're fighting vultures. So you should have picked the quote about flying, about piloting. So I will still check your gun for writing. Um, I will go through it now. While it is well written, I do think the real life example is beautiful, but it doesn't completely capture the the message of the quote. The message of the quote is about trying over and over again. And um, your example of a man losing his arm, that's not multiple failures. That's one big accident. I don't know if you can really even call it a failure. Um, if he loses his arm and continues playing, it's not the perfect story for this quote, I think. And so I'm going to give it a three star, but I will have to deduct another star because it's the wrong quote. So you're at a two star. Um, but let's go through your plan, which is always... Oh, you see, again, your your plans are so impressive, Yud. Um, you There are videos for everyone. Your tech is a visionary droid, droid-controlled automatically. It could sense the objective of the user and fight against it by using illusions. These droids are capable of making tight areas look like a football course. Headset, this headset can override the droid self-functioning. It can be used by the one wearing the headset. Mirage armor, these armors produce vibrations that could alter air and sound that would conceal the user's presence. Again, it's... I love the way you show off your deck, good, um, Dirk. I mean, there are videos and it's described so well and so clearly. Your sketches, you know how I feel about your sketches. They're so cool. Let's look at yours, your plan. Step one, I go to where Vulture is and turn the nearby objects into the visionary droids. That blinds him and traps him into an infinite space of darkness. And if he decides to fly the droids, mimic his movements and tries to fit in the space to make it look like he is flying in darkness. But in reality, he is flying in circles. Step two, set up my backup droids in any angle that any sinister six may come. I ensure safety to Peter Parker, his friends, and everyone in the vicinity, making sure that the sinister six won't disrupt the timeline. My trump card when things get out of control on one of my droids will self-destruct and turn it into a wormhole that could fix time by itself. If things really go south, I will control all the droids and bury a vulture and explode all of them at once to eliminate him and scatter his pieces into different world lines. Okay, um, very good. Your plan is so cool. 
However, I will have to um, limit how powerful you are because of your two-star gunfler writing. So I will say you did save Peter Parker um, and you would be able to defeat Vulture. However, I think the droids thing, especially since you have a two-star, I think it would cause so much confusion that he would be able to burn the roof of Stark Tower. And so I can't give you the secret mission. I can't give you the secret mission. Um, I will say that the friends of Peter did get injured or did like die um, because it is a two-star. I can't give a complete mission to a two-star. So I will say you save Peter um, and I will also even say because of how well done your sketches and your plans and your tech are, they're so good. No, I would say you defeated Vulture, but your gunfire writing means that the friends of Peter Parker perished because of the chaos of the plan. You have flown too high. You have forgotten where you came from. Cool. I like your Bukowski line as well. Um, it was really Langu the gunfire writing that dragged you down a little bit. And then now let us go to our final one. Let's go to Jasmine. Let us see if Jasmine got the right quote. Very good. You got the right quote, Jasmine. Okay. Um, the bad news is that time flies. The good news is that you're the pilot. Let's go through your gunfire writing. Very, very good gunfire writing. It's very, very beautiful. It's very well written. I like that you tied it up to Vulture. I like that you very clearly understood um, what you were trying to say. Um, you, you very clearly understood the message of your quote. And you expanded it very, very well. I would say that this... I would say this is a five star. I would say this is the five star. It's not flashy. It doesn't um it doesn't do more than it should, but it is gunfler writing very well done. So I will give you the full five stars for that. Now let us look at your plan. Okay. Oh my jazz, your font. Your color of your font is so hard to read. Okay, sorry, I'll just change the color because Oh man, it's gonna hurt my eyes, okay. Heat up a piece of my garment to the highest temperature possible and wrap it around him and entangle him, thus making him unable to move. It restricts him from flying and moving. Get a piece of Gwen's clothes and make wavy movements to oppose his razor talons, making it unable to cut through. If my second step fails, I'm going to throw out a huge piece of cloth I gathered from Flash and Ed's clothes and throw it at him. The thick cloth then insulates him, trapping the electromagnetic current, thus disabling his electromagnetic abilities. If all three steps before this still doesn't completely defeat him, I will use the clothes I got from Michelle to grab a barrier. I will then tie the other end to the barrier and the other end to him this adds weight to him making it heavy and hard to move further okay i would say okay because of your five star i'm gonna say it's a success i like that you had a lot of different options um i will say though um you did save peter and you did bring down the vulture but i can't give you the secret mission um especially since you you were kind of using the people around you. You're using their clothes in order to take down the vulture. So I can um, I would say they would get a little injured or a little bit freaked out. So I will give you the save. I will give you the, the kill. 
of Vulture, but I can't give you the secret mission of saving his friends. There will always be a villain. All you have to do is fight them with integrity. Um, I like your line. It doesn't really fit Vulture, though. Um, so very good job. It is a mission success. And I would say that between the two of you, um, because of the gun... I don't know, because um, the, the plan... Dirk's plan was really good, but his gunfly writing was weak. Jasmine, your gunfly writing was so good, but your plan could have been better. So, um, I feel like you kind of cancel each other out. Um, no one did a perfect job with either of you. You both did a good job, but neither one was perfect. So, I kind of am... You're kind of canceling each other out, especially since there's only two of you. And especially since two people from the last one did such a good job um, with Miss against Mysterio. I will pick neither of you to be in the running for the Space Stone. I, time to pick who the best overall plan was, okay? So um, when we were talking about Electro, um, the best one was Brandon. Okay, Brandon was the best one. Um, Craven, the best one was Rainier. Dr. Octopus was Michael. No, no, Dr. Octopus was Liv. Michael was Sandman. Mysterio was Jethro and Job. And then we have Vulture, where I'm not picking either one because neither plan was neither plan slash gonfler, I think was perfect. Now, um, right away, I, I know good that my top three was definitely Michael, Job, and Jethro. Um, I think these were perfect plans and excellent gunfler writings. Good. And I'm really, really torn. Um, because I feel like I feel like you guys did such a good job I'm gonna. I'm reopening your files because I have to kind of look at everything again before I can fully decide. Okay. Um. Oh, this is gonna be so tough, and this is gonna be so close. But again, whoever is number one will get the will get the space stone. Okay. So we have Michael. I love how you... It was such a... You kept the timeline. Because Job's advantage right now is he took down the entire Sinister Six. And he did also cure the timeline. But you, Mike, you saved everyone around you. Like, they didn't even know anything happened because of you. So you did keep the time the best, I think. And I loved your... your I loved your Gunfler writing so much also. Um... Job, your gunfler writing was amazing as well. And also Jethro's gunfler. So I think we're all tied in terms of that. In terms of the gunfler writing, I think everyone did an amazing job with it. Oh, it's so good. It's I can't choose in terms of the gunfler writing. In terms of the plan, Michael's is amazing. Job's was insanely ambitious. and But the only weakness of Job is that you didn't protect the people you didn't protect his friends i think that's your biggest error okay with jethro's plan you protected the friends but the timeline isn't 
perfectly safe, right? I mean, you didn't really like. But you are invisible, though, so I don't feel like you'd mess with the timeline too badly. But it doesn't really deal with just in case they're kind of because Job I know addressed that in his. Job addressed that. I will still find a way for the spider to beat Peter Parker. And Michael did that as well. I love your Bukowski line, though. I love Job's Bukowski line, too. And I love Michael's Bukowski line as well. Oh, man, I can't choose. Oh, but okay, Bukowski lines are so good. Oh no, I can't choose. Because, okay, um, the least Bukowski-esque is Jethro's. However, he it's so your style that I feel like Bukowski would like it. Like, it doesn't sound like Bukowski because I do feel like Michael and Job sounds more like Bukowski. But, but it stays true to the heart of Bukowski more. Oh man, I cannot choose. I'm gonna need to ask someone to help me out, okay? Um, so I'm gonna pause my recording and I'm gonna ask um, our someone from our big three last year to help me decide. Because I legit can't decide um, at all. Okay, so I'll be back. We'll be back and we'll pick a winner final. Okay, I have decided. Um, so one of the students, um, one of the past big threes, um, Fusion, aka Johan Kabatingan, I went through the three plans with him and we were kind of talking about it and um, deciding who did the best one. And it had to come down really to who the best one was, especially among these three, you know, Job, Jethro, and Michael, who is the best who gets the stone. And it it really came down to the plan, guys. And we noticed that only Michael's plan among these three really had gifs and it was he used, he didn't just type up the plan. He showed me his plan visually. He showed us his plan visually. And it was just so cool that he kept the timeline good. I mean, the Job really kept the timeline as well. Um, but in terms of presentation of plan, I we have to give it to Michael. So Michael is the final champion of this QA. He is the MVP of this QA. And this is the second time he is the MVP. Um, so you deserve it, Mike. I'm very happy with your work. Good job to everyone, especially those who succeeded in their missions and, and got Peter Parker to where he should have been and got him bitten by the spider so that Spider-Man exists. Um, you were all heroes, but Michael is um, the MVP for this QA and he is the um, owner of the Space Infinity Stone. So congratulations. Um, that officially ends the first season of the Lit is Lit podcast. Stay tuned for quarter two for season two um, where there will be more um, heroic adventures with this awesome class. Thank you so much for listening.